Yeah, that's right. Because, like, bro, he is dope, and he never really said anything the whole time, and they led up to all that just for him to get yeah. killed? Yeah, no, get that's whacked. Because, again, I hate to bring up the comics, but they fucked up by letting me know that it was from a comic. In that, he is literally a Homelander clone. And he's, like, just in all black or whatever. But he is designed to be able to kill Homelander if Homelander ever gets out of line. Black Noir? Yeah. So that's what I thought was going to happen. Like, okay, well, now he is out of control. Now you have this weird Soldier Boy thing where Soldier Boy's kind of teaming with them. Now Noir needs to have the reveal. And, like, no, they just killed him. I didn't yeah. like that. They, they announced a uh, Black Noir game. Really? Yeah, it's, uh, it's completely solo. Completely. Like, just, like, you have no... There's no co-op, there's no homies, you don't have any homies, and it's all open world. Just noir? Just noir. I would run that. Yeah. You're just you get a, to kill Stormfront? I don't know what you can do. I liked her in the, I actually liked the last season more, the season previous with Stormfront, because I just did not see that coming, the whole Hitler wife. That was awesome. Nazi thing, that yeah. was sick. I thought the funniest scene was when she, he goes and sees her in the hospital, <laughs> he comes on her and leaves. She's like, don't look at me. Just fucking stick it in your hand. <laughs> Absurd. But yeah. Uh, I didn't do an intro or anything. I guess we'll intro it now. What are we, six minutes in? Oh, 11 minutes in. Fuck yeah, dog. Uh, welcome to Sutton Says. This is episode 10. This is the season finale. This is the last one of this season. Season two and moving forward is going to go video and shit. So it's going to be a little bit more of an actual production. I've kind of just been testing this audio only to see if people fuck with it, and they do. So we're going to keep it up. One of the series that I want to do, the way that I'm doing like the MCU series and like the local DJ series, it's called Come Ups, where I just talk about people's come up. I have some friends that are successful in different avenues and walks of life, and instead of them having to answer the same corny questions, they'll have somewhere to go back to and talk about their day one, their roots, that whole number, and... Uh, Figured I'd start with a day one homie. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of Blunts and Blondes. Um, he DJs dubstep and like, I don't know if you've ever heard of like bass music, but he's pretty heavily involved with Zed's Dead, Deadbeats, pretty much anything that they're doing. He's co-headlining, if not closing it himself. Uh, I call him Michael or Mr. God. Mr. Blunts, how do you do, Padawan? I'm good. How are you? I'm awesome, man. Yeah, I'm feeling really good. It was more fun when we were just talking about superhero stuff. Then when it gets formal, you like switch modes. You almost went like business mode when you answered that question. That's weird. <laughs> I'm sorry. Nah, you're cool, dude. Um, I guess we'll, we'll open up with how we first met. I'll talk about my view of that, and you can do yours, and then we'll just kind of roll from there. But I think it was drink. And when I was there, I was like the 10 to 12 guy. We kind of had people at like 9.30 sometimes, but for the most part, not really. And this other promoter, Angel, uh, was actually the one that brought you to us. Like, hey, I got this kid from St. Leo. He's going to bring two buses worth of people. He just wants to play at like 9. Like, obviously, we're not going to have an argument with that. Like, yeah, send him up. If he sucks, we're just going to pull him, you know? Yeah. And the last kid they sent like that was terrible. He did not bring any buses. And... You know, we had no expectations. But uh, in comes this sweet little St. Leo kid. Hey, guys, can I put my controller right here? And super polite, super humble. And then he threw down some fucking funky-ass, like, base house shit and, like, warmed up his two busloads of St. Leo kids pretty proper. And then uh, they invited you back the next week, and you brought your actual dab rig to the back of the club. We smoked dabs back there. 
And uh, next thing I know, you're pulling up in my house every week, spinning, chilling. We're going to Guitar Center, working on CDJ work, and kind of, kind of think that was it. Damn, you just opened up so many like unlocked memories. I completely forgot about the gr the Guitar Center grind. Yeah, <laughs> the Guitar Center grind was so cringy. It was it wasn't cringy because you were just like, dude, I feel like such a bitch because like you guys play on the CDJs. Can you just like. Help me get on those. Yeah, but nowadays it's like, yo, I need to learn CDJs, and you just go over to your neighbor's house, and they have CDJs. Yeah, and, and he doesn't even spin. No, yeah, and then now we used to just have to like literally go annoy the shit out of Guitar Center people for hours, just playing the same songs over and over again, train wrecking. Yep, setting cue points. Oh my god. Practicing, having legitimate like, nah, dude, you gotta fucking, if you're gonna play it, you're gonna play it. You gotta bring it up, and you gotta commit, and then you gotta pull the other one out, like. Shit's getting real in guitar centers. Like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Go home. Like, no. <laughs> we got to play in six hours, dog. Like, niggas trying to get right. But uh, at that point, were you playing anything? Like, were you even at docks at that point? Or not really? When you started to drink? So before drink, um, I had a, uh, so I joined a fraternity at my, at my college, Sigma Lambda. Mm -hmm. And it's a little local fraternity, but um, that one of my brothers was the DJ at Docs, and he was graduating. And I was like, okay, I can take this opportunity to like get this job because I was just you know broke. And then I just talked to him. Eventually, he let me play every just before him. Basically, I just played the whole night while he drank, but it was it was fine. But then I had like. It was like when you play those house party vibes and those bar vibes and you can really get a jump in, like there's like, there's a feeling that you get. It's just like when you got the whole room feeling it. When they're moving. When they're moving. And you could be playing whatever, anything. But after I did that, I like wanted to, I talked to my boy Khaled. And then shout out to Khaled. Shout out to Khaled. And uh, I was like, y'all want to do this, this little DJ thing. Um, he was like, you got to get something to DJ with, bro. I'm like, you're right, because I was just virtual DJing it on the computer. Yay? And it was the shit. It was terrible. But then I got this uh, old Pioneer, started practicing in the dorm room, started playing, like, outside the cafeteria and stuff, just random shit. And then with my, with my studio monitors, burning the hell out of them. Yes, sir. And then uh, got the job at Docs, and then... Started getting like popular in the school for DJing, and then I brought that bus over because I hit up Angel out of nowhere, and I was like, "Yo, I just got I got buses. Can you get me anywhere?" And that was the most stressful weekend ever, just getting buses together. Yeah. Fuck that, dude. You didn't sign up for that part. No, that was horrible. Because <laughs> you got all the people hitting you up the day of, the day before, trying to collect money and trying to give a band here. Yeah, I was just losing money. People were sneaking on the bus. I was like, I don't care. <laughs> Just fucking get there. I want to play, goddammit. <laughs> it gets to a point where you hit that wall. Yeah. Yeah. But after that, it was just after the uh, drink thing. That's just when we, become, we became homies. And I remember we started doing, Asia was cool, but the, the, the pool parties were dope. Yeah. They were super dope. Aloft? Yeah. Aloft was the fun, the fun ones. And then we did all the college ones, the boardwalk. And then the big one was at, was it 42? I don't know what the fuck it's even called anymore. It was Sterling at the time. But that was the one, yeah. But we did not have enough sound, but it was still just like wall to wall. 
We never have enough sound. Nobody no. ever has enough sound. No. I mean, the stuff you play now has enough sound. No, no way. <laughs> Everything can be louder. It can be louder. But when, when I met you then, what got my attention was the fact that you were getting people rocking, but you were playing like night bass. Like, yeah, house bass music stuff. So, like, that's when back in the day, <laughs> I feel like it's a little bit different now. It's a little bit more music driven. Yeah. But I based basically my whole, like, I don't know. I was very lively behind the set, behind the decks. I was very, like, active. Just, yeah, I was What's very, up, Marley? Hey, Marley. I was very active, very just like a, I tried to be a showman. And I guess that brought people in, and I was young. So mm -hmm. it was just, like, cool. But as, like, my, you know, as time goes on, I'm, maybe it's my knees. But I'm like, I just don't be moving as much. <laughs> <laughs> the knees and that lower back, dog, that shit get tight. Yeah, but... The, Bro, you were active. Yeah, was, you were a little Energizer bunny, just yum yum yum. I was hype. Yeah, now I need to get back to that. <laughs> you got to stretch, dog. I be stretching. You got to stretch some more. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't stretch enough. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but with the uh, early house inspirations, you were active behind the decks. Were you like watching someone? Everyone was calling you Skrillex then because you just had mm -hmm. like I the wish. shorter hair and like the bounce, but like. Did you have Skrillex inspirations? Like, who were you, I guess, like, drawing your vibe from? So, like, the whole house thing came from, like, you making me play house. Yeah, it was just straight up where it came from. Yeah, I, I had like, no idea. I was playing. I, like, I was listening to, you know, Otto Grime, Brills, Cruella. Cruella. Bro Safari, just, like, I got into the rave scene in, like, 2013. And that's just like the, the the music that you first hear when you listen to it. I was like, okay, like and then you like Martin Garrix and Avicii and all that. And like, I didn't really fuck with the electro house as much as like the just the harder beats. Mm -hmm. But then going to shows and diving into it, and then you making me play house because I wasn't gonna play dubstep for Drake. I had to like dive into it more. And my boy Taylor, he. He likes house music, so he likes. Shout out to Young Laced. Yeah, he shows me a bunch of shit, and that's where I started like liking house music, and then I started just I dove into the rave culture. I dove into the scene hard. Like I just like loved the scene. All of my people were in the scene. Like I just like loved going on SoundCloud, loved going to shows. Just loved that was my whole identity. Yeah. And then just doing that, you just surround yourself with so much music. You just fall in love with. It's cool. Facts. Yeah. Then from drink. Like you said, we did the Asia thing, and that's where you got the chance to start like opening for people, because we brought, I think your first one was AC Slater, matter of fact. And then it was, I think you went straight to AMP after that, right? Nah, so I had AC Slater, and then I had Will Sparks. Will Sparks. <laughs> and that was funny. That was a great show. But I played this, like, I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. I played this trap ass set right before <laughs> AC Slater. And I remember turning around and him just like being confused. Yeah. But it was fun. It was cool. And, uh, it's A.C. Slater, bro. He's cool as fuck. He didn't give a fuck. Yeah. And, um, yeah, then but Asia was cool because, I mean, we had a, like, that DJ tryout that they let me play like two minutes. <laughs> it was the worst idea ever, but fuck it. And then we did it. And um, 
Turned out being a pretty good idea, I guess. I was about to say, worst idea ever, except, you know, <laughs> right then and there, it alone, everybody else is like, yo, we got to put this kid everywhere. Everyone yeah. needs to see this guy right now. Turned out to be a great idea. I don't know. So I thought it was a pretty good one. But yeah. hey. People need to do two-minute DJ competitions more often. I mean, in the moment, it was weird because the first three kids that went up were fucking terrible. Yeah. It was like, okay, this is bad. And that's when I said, this idea looks like a bad one. Let me show you guys that it's not. Watch this. Bretz and Bronze. Like... Yeah. What the fuck is his name? Blunts and Blunts? That's a stupid name. You need to change that. Yeah. <laughs> I listened to your, uh, your interview with Taboo and you talked about that, how like early on people would like roast the name and how like one of the early roasts was, yeah, go ahead with all that. You'll be uh, up the street playing Hotline Bling with Blunts and Blondes. Shout out to fucking <laughs> Pedro. <laughs> that is still the realest roast of all time. Yeah. That sits in my head often. Yeah? Yeah, shout out to Pedro. Shout out to Hotline Bling. I was going to say, you should fucking <laughs> remix that guy right now. That shit would go hard for the fucking festival season. Dude, I had these, like, I had all these edits on the USB, and I just never, like, put it put it back on the computer, and I lost the USB, like, sure, a year ago, two years ago, and then... Gas? It was just all my shit. It was everything from the old thing. And, like, I don't have my old computers or old hard drives, so it was just gone. Damn. So I had to, like, try to find it all, and I can never do Because I always try to make show edits now of just, like, old songs that I like. Mm-hmm. And it's so hard to remember anything. Do you want to? Do you have like an old iPod or like an old iTunes account? You can just skim through that. I have nothing. You want my old LimeWire fucking shit? <laughs> That'd be cool. I just pulled it like two weeks ago. It's like fifteen hundred shit from like LimeWire. Like every old Gucci mixtape, every old Wayne mixtape. They came back and did something. They're like a legitimate company now. Who? LimeWire. Are they? Yeah. Good. They're not doing music though. Whatever they want to do, I support them. Mm-hmm. I've burned many a CD via LimeWire. I support the LimeWire. In that era, I was heavy Pokemon. You're heavy Pokemon as well, but I believe you're more Yu-Gi-Oh than anything, right? I enjoyed playing Pokemon a lot more than I did Yu-Gi-Oh. But I played Yu-Gi-Oh for, like, just longer into my... Life? Like, long, just longer into my age, I guess. Mm-hmm. But I stopped playing Yu-Gi-Oh. I played... I play like Digimon now. I play a little bit of Magic, but I try to play a little bit of Dragon Ball Z, but that shit is kind of just a, uh, so it, it's weird. They have a card game? Yeah, it's super, super dope, but super dope cards, but not super dope game to me, I guess. I mean, I'll just slap you with Brawly over and over again. They did do something. He's actually pretty, pretty. The way they set it up, it's like it's not like one person. It's very, it's like different. You have different types of. Brawly, different Brawly types and stuff like that. But One Piece just came out of the card game, and I will be playing that a lot. For those that don't know, you like to hit the actual card shops. Like, you're not talking about just, like, collecting them and, like, selling them. Like, you no, go to I hit the shop. I hit the, I hit the locals. I hit the shops. When I travel, I go try to go to those card shops. But, yeah, usually it's, like, this group of, like, 20 to 30 guys. Little age, kids. Age... Eight to forty-five, <laughs> and it's cool because you walk into the shop and nobody gives a fuck who you are, what you do. They don't care about you. They care about beating your ass. Do they know it's you? No. I mean, I'm sure some. I've had some people like say what's up, but like most of the people, like I go in there like dripping. I get all my diamonds on. I make sure that they're like. <laughs> 
I make sure they like are they know they know the kids here ready to fucking flip some cards pussy yeah i'm just like trying to get in their mind like let, just they look at my diamonds they're like all right so what does he do like because now he starts thinking and if you if you're thinking of something else besides the card game while you're playing cards and you're not good i got you i'm gonna eat you up yeah and like i do this thing to i don't do it to like all like if you're like a older because it's like I don't want you to intimidate me but like if I play like a kid and like say like I'll play and it's your turn and you play but I won't I will not break eye contact with you the whole time I'll, okay. just, I'll just stare at you very uncomfortably like while you're playing and I won't have any just any expression on my face I won't tell you good like good just I'll just stare at you and usually that shakes them <laughs> the little kids yeah right, and cool. then uh but so like, you don't like to rattle the adults. You just like to rattle the little kids with death stares. Well, I've tried it with the adults, and some of them works, but some of them just look at me like, Dude, you, you're an idiot. Yeah. Like, <laughs> All right, you're in this. All right, good call. You got me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they call your fucking bluff real yeah. quick, boy. But those little 12-year-olds, bro, I just try to instill fear. Put all my tattoos out. Just. Some of those kids got a doggy, though. They do. Yeah. I have this one little fucking him and his dad come in and around here or yeah it's down the street and my it's my it's like my closest shop that I go play at and him and his dad we play Digimon and he's like a very aggro player <laughs> my style yeah and uh with aggro you either win or you lose yes, sir but for some reason like he just like I don't know how old he is but like he's probably like 12, 11 or 12, but he is so good. And we go back and forth every week. Well, I'll beat him, he'll beat me. <laughs> Full up. What's up, Dad? What's up, little Nick? Let's get it. It's so, so, like, when we have, and he pisses, he knows he does this on purpose, and I know he does, because, like, he knows me. Mm -hmm. And we have, so when the cart, when <laughs> the round comes up, they, po they post, like, the, the names on the wall, like, who you're supposed to sit with and shit. And he goes, all right, Mitchell, where are you sitting? He knows my name's not Mitchell. <laughs> like, you want to talk about mind games? Dude, that's the hardest mind game I've ever played in my life. And he says it every time. And I'll be like, yo, you know my name's Mike. Michael. But the first time he said it, he said, where's Mitchell sitting? So he has not stopped saying that. He holds it because you, you flinched that one time. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty fucking cold. Yeah, I was like, this is a smart game. That was a good, that's why I enjoy it. I enjoy the card games very much. Because video games, yeah, you can get on, you can like grind, get headshots, whatever. But like cards, it's like a chess game. Like you're sitting there, actually, your mind against this guy's mind. Brain on brain, dog. Who's smarter? Brain on brain. And it's like just, it's just, it's almost primal. It's like, it's such a weird need that I have to like get this like juice from like, beating kids and just anybody but like I go in I'll go 0 and 4 sometimes like I'll get slapped yeah and I'll be in the car AC doesn't work pissed I got a fucking 20 minute drive home I that's a good 20 minutes of therapy like damn you just got waxed by some little kids you've been sitting in your room wasting your time building these decks for the past week for some kid that calls you Mitchell, yeah, absolutely give you the hands. Yeah, yeah. So it's like a good, good thing to keep me stable. It's also, uh, it's like I, I think they call them. Uh, I, I met this person sometime. I forget what, where I met them, but they said that um, 
I like how you have, I like how you indulge in your shadow life. I was like, what the fuck is that? And that then, sounds hard. Yeah, that's what, it sounded hard as fuck. And I was like, what the I fuck? I like is, that. Yeah. More. And then she was like, um, uh, what, like, your hobbies. Like, you just do, you, you very, you enjoy your life that nobody knows about. And I was like, that's really cool. And I think that's, I think it's just, that was a lot of truth in that because, like, I love my hobbies. And that's what makes people interesting is their hobbies. It's like, yeah, you have a job, dope, but, like, what else do you do? Yeah. And then, then when you start to do that, you dive into, like, the actual person. Card games has helped me so much, man. They really have. I, I, I love hearing that. It's are, dope. You, are you running your, uh, I don't know what the fuck you call them. I don't see them on the table no more. Your little clay guys? When you were making the clay figures. Oh, my middle, my, yeah. Well, I'm, I still have a few of them that I have, like. <laughs> what do you call those? What? Uh, is it Play-Doh? It was just clay. Just clay. Yeah, I just You made, it. like, a town. You had, like, a whole, like, city on the table at one point of, like, yeah, people so and all their little jobs. Chat, I have an Adderall addiction. <laughs> <laughs> this uh, man said chat. <laughs> uh, that's what. That's where that stems from. A lot yeah. of my hobbies come from sitting on the couch, not knowing what to do, just zooming. And then I, I just like, well, you know, I have a credit card. I'm going to go to the art store. But that's a creative release. And you're talking about your hobbies helped you, like the card shop helps you like emotionally and mentally. Like, yeah. bro, like if it's fucking making clay figurines, fuck it. Dude, like, you're so right. It's like, it's, I love being creative in every way possible. And you can just like, when you add creativity and competition together, that shit is dope. So are you saying like the, the rush you get from just smashing on these fucking little kids and grown ass men in cards is the same like rush you get when you're fucking throwing down main stage festival? Different type of rush, definitely. But like. Big time rush, if you will. Shout out. <laughs> <laughs> Can't name one song, but I felt the need to just drop that. Yeah, uh, Big Time Rush just played a concert and Kid Leroy opened for them. Interesting. I was like, damn, that's huge. Yeah. It's your, I guarantee you it's your young, boy. Young Plasmesius. Oh, nope, it's not. Wrong. What up, dog? But, um... What's up, bro? Yeah, so I forgot what we were talking about. Um... <laughs> Creating, oh, the rush. Oh, yeah, the rush is different. It's like the, the, I feel like the same rush you used, I used to get when, like, I was playing, like, a high, like, a high-stakes ball game or something. Like, Sports. You know, yeah. I feel like that would be, like, how I feel when I'm on stage. Playoff game, Friday Night Lights, whole city's out, yeah, like, and we move the ball. Like, yeah. Exactly. That rush. And you better move the ball. Yeah. Rose, you looking real stupid. That is the best comparison, bro. Because, yeah. like, the shows that I have played that are, like, larger, when you have more than, like, 2,000 people in front of you, you're yeah. like, yo, you have a wave of people. And, like, you do one cool thing, it's just, like, fucking scoring a touchdown. Yeah. I didn't score any touchdowns in high school, but my boys did. <laughs> so, like, I was there, and, like, I felt the rush. <laughs> but when it's you out there, it's you scoring the touchdowns. You're out there just patting Mahomes and just throwing absolute bombs the whole time. I've scored one touchdown my entire football career. Damn, Blunt scored more fucking touchdowns than me. That's whack. When? It was uh, my ninth grade year. Matt? And I, we were half of the season, and I didn't make the grades. 
<laughs> to stay on the season. So it's the last game before all the idiots get kicked off the team. Yeah. So they're letting us all start. Y'all gotta get. Y'all gotta get these stats. <laughs> Come on, kids. So you had a great summer. Yeah. They're like, yo, this is your last game. Y'all didn't get your grades up, so you ain't gonna play the last five games of the season. Hopefully, all you dumbest know the plays. So I remember my boy Justin Sanchez, my quarterback. I was playing tight end, and he was just running me, just like, just, just run, hit the first guy you see. And look up, and I'll I'll put the ball right over your shoulder. I'm like, all right, whatever. Easy, easy. I didn't know that like you can have this type of talent as a person, because like he he was just like he gave me so many so much confidence. Like yeah. he just was like, you're gonna do this, and I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna do this. I don't know what the fuck. I couldn't even fit in my helmet. But I remember it was like <laughs> after the, I got I, he did we did play th three times in a row. It was like ten yards, and then it was like twenty yards, and then we were in the red. And I just remember just doing the same thing. And he hit me. And I was like, this is the coolest feeling I've ever felt in my life. Facts. But then, never played football again in my life. Was it only grades because of that? Or yeah. you just didn't play anymore? No, it was just straight up. I got kicked off the team because of grades. But I didn't play football anymore because that season, I was like, that was my first season of, like, this is what high school football is. Mm -hmm. I played baseball and golf and stuff. I, I was going to say, you played other shit. I like to hoop. But I was on the baseball team, and the football, like, you, know, you just have to be a monster to play Florida football. Yeah, and, like, you, you, you don't always really have a moment where you're like, oh, okay, I can hang. I know, like, when I got bumped up from JV to varsity, I cracked back like a senior, and, like, there was this big thing, almost started a fight, and I'm like, oh, okay, I can play on varsity. Like, if I had had a moment above that, we're like, oh, okay. I can play like D1, like if I'm just like clapping cheeks on that level, cool. But like I never had that moment, so I'm like, all right, well maybe I'll just go to college and like do school. Did you have one of those moments with DJing, like past doing the local stuff and the amp stuff, like a festival specifically or like a show when you're like, damn, like I'm, I'm leveling up, I got this shit. Yeah, there's always moments of leveling up. There was never like, you you guys instilled this in me. I remember just like not being at the old bear's house and just like talking to you guys. There was never there was never a question of like it's not gonna happen. Like I'm not gonna be there. It was just like how are we getting there? And that helped me with my mindset a lot from like staying in the game. But I remember just like, you know, playing amp and playing the Ritz and feeling like on top of the world, and then having to quit to tour, and I played a tour, and then the rooms had like 50 people in them, and I was like, what the fuck? Like, how did this happen? And I was like, <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. You know, I was like, what the fuck, dude? And I got really worried, and then uh, the next, like, the next year came, the next year came, the next year came, and the people just started coming back, coming back, coming back. And I felt like myself growing as like a as a man and an artist at the same time. And it was like when I started to notice things, how like notice things in my head, like how I think about things differently, how I walk, how I talk. Mm -hmm. That's when I started to realize I was like, okay, like my experience as a artist, as a you know just touring DJ throughout, even before I was touring, all those things like made me who I am and who I'm proud of. 
So it's like that was kind of a big. It was it was actually really recently. I was just like, damn, like you did this, like you're taking care of business. It's real. Yeah, it's, it felt good because there's self doubt all the time. Like I myself doubt myself twenty four seven, but still, you, you did, yeah, for sure. But you just like you have to realize that that's just like somebody told me that thoughts are physical. Thoughts become things, and you can physically cast away a bad thought. Like yeah. you can, like, so when you're thinking about something or when you're feeling something, you can choose. It's very hard, but you can choose to not think about it anymore, and choose to think about something else. It's a very hard thing to do, but yeah. Once I kind of took that concept in, and I was like, okay, when this doubt comes in, I can choose to throw this doubt away, and that's up to me if I want to be that. If I if I don't want to give into this like temptation or something, but that's usually what the problem is for me. But then I just cast it away. I just tell him, like, tell myself, like, Mike, you're just being a fucking pussy. Chill out. Go smoke a blunt. You're, you're good. Temptation's usually the problem more than procrastination or fucking. Well, I was talking. I was, I was speaking temptation more of like just tempting myself, like just falling into the doubt. Like, facts. Like, that makes sense. Like, okay, I am a piece of shit. Like, I'm just going to sit around and do nothing because I don't deserve it. You know what? I am. Yeah. You know what pieces of shit do? <laughs> nothing. Nothing. I'll do nothing right now. That's what I'm gonna do. Cause that's what I am. And then you sit around. And then and you do, become it. Yeah. And then I fall in those holes so much. And when I realized I was falling into those holes all the time, just like sitting in my room, not doing shit, cause I didn't think I was good enough. Mm -hmm. I was like, well, if you just look at it from an outside point of view, even if you weren't good enough, like, what is this two weeks doing for you? Nothing. So even even though you are like in reality you are good enough, you're still wasting time. So like you're just the same piece of shit that everybody's saying you are if you mm -hmm. don't do anything. So it's just you gotta figure it out. Yourself. You might as well be a productive piece of shit because exactly. you know if I am gonna buy into these thoughts and like let them win. All right, cool. I am a scumbag and I am this low of a person. Well, I've gotten this far. I've done this much. I'm able to help these many people and impact this many people that if. I'm a piece of shit, then I guess we just got to keep this piece of shit keep moving it riding, forward, dog. Like, <laughs> everyone's going to have their opinion on you and however they feel about you and all that other stuff. You want to roll up another one? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bro, this is, uh, well, we haven't uh, announced a sponsor on this one. You got a Truly deal, right? I had a Truly deal. Ah. Uh, it ran out. Ah. Uh, well, I'm going to shout him out anyway. It was an eight-month contract. Well, let's re-up that contract. Shout out to Truly. It, yeah, give them a good old-fashioned, hey, this is Blunts and Blondes, and I smoke True Leaf. True Leaf. I really do smoke True Leaf. It's the closest dispensary next to my... I'm looking at a camera that's not here. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, Shout out Sam at True Leaf. She loves you. I was talking about you the other day. I wore my shirt. Sam, I got my partner card ran out, and I don't get free stuff anymore. So now I'm out here paying full price for weed. I feel like I put my dues in where I shouldn't have to pay full price for weed no more. I mean, I'm not going to argue. But that's just me talking shit. But please, give me another deal. I'll sign whatever y'all want me to sign. <laughs> I'll take pictures. I got shirts for you, bro. I got jackets. I got all that. I mean, they could probably supply you. Bro. I got that, too. They gave me the welcome pack. They gave me, like, I have, like, this nice ass polo. Truly polo. It's clean. Come on, dog. Yeah. Shout out Truly right now. We're smoking. What is that? I brought Chem T Haze. Um, I, the shatter I got is papaya cake. And in this pen, because you just refuse to hit pens, is there... Cultivar collection, Cushman's, uh, cannabis-derived terpenes pressed, 
gangster shit, so shout out to True Leave. I smoked the Christmas, the, the flower Christmas. That shit is dope. I know. But they have some fire shit right now. They just got a whole bunch of cultivar stuff. Yeah. I was there like two days ago. Do you remember Hunter Reed? No. Uh, he used to DJ as a group called HBK, and then he started doing yes. solo shit. Yeah. Yeah. And he released the Dirty Burn shit. He's like one of the five growers up at the tippy tippy top of True Leaf. And like, I was hitting him up the other day. He was just talking shit, telling me about strains and like the grow process and shit. Like, literally, whenever you see a picture of them like thumbsing up the growers, like, think, shout out to new cultivar strain. Hunter Reed's sitting back there just fucking <laughs> posted up. Yeah, dog. So if uh, Sam doesn't hook it up after hearing this, then uh, we'll, we'll shoot Hunter a message. We'll, we'll just go to the top. Yeah, we'll just let's go straight to, hey, I'm here to speak with Mr. True Leaf himself. <laughs> but uh, I don't even know what the fuck we were talking about before that, dude. It was well, kind of That's kind of a goal for me, too. It's what? like I really want to. <laughs> have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> no, I, I want to take my success and eventually move it into, like, the weed game. Yeah. I think that'd be super dope if I could just surround myself with plants. As a brand? Or like, you're talking about come up with your own strain that can be pushed through every brand. So that's what we're doing now with this company called Rainbow. Shout out to Rainbow. Yeah, and um, we have a strain working with them. But eventually, like, I want... It's the first time ever saying this, so don't... This is gonna be a hard one. But eventually, I wanna take the blondes off my name. I just want to be blunt. It's like young blunt. Cool. And I'll probably do that after the DJing career. But I want to take that brand and like go hard, have grows, have dispensaries, be out here wearing suits, going to fucking city hall, complaining why we don't have a rec yet. Hey. I want to be the face. Let's yeah, get it. What's good? I was not sober before, but now I don't do drugs anymore, so you guys got a sober mic, and you have to let weed here. You have to let weed here or else. Yeah. My name is Blunt, and I approve this message. Exactly. And I've always felt that if I just, like, if I wait until, like, 40, 45, I have a likable jawline, very soft and welcoming. Yeah, and now you got the facial hair rocking, so you'll have a pretty decent beard by then, too. Yeah, decent, and I'll try to keep it a little bit gray-brown for that wisdom thing, that old, like, what is that Just for Men? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it's called. But... Was it Gray Fox? Yeah, I think it's what it was. That guy looks cool, though. Are you keeping the, the flow? Of course. I'm always going to keep my flow. All right, cool. But if I just ate all my, like, everything I did wrong in my life, if I just, like, ate it, I was just like, yeah, I did it, fuck it. I could run for office, and I think I would do Facts. well. Yeah. I have great ideas, I just don't know how to implement. I'll run your campaign, I'll be your VP, I'll do whatever. I'm and on the same boat. The whole goal is to, like, you don't want to be in office, right? No, that shit's dumb. You want to run. Bro. <laughs> and then, just like South Park did it, he's like, wait, you don't have a plan for after we win? <laughs> <laughs> I just want to beat y'all, niggas. But, uh... Now, nah, once you get in, you just divvy up all the responsibility for shit you don't want to deal with to some other niggas, and then you just sign up on the dope shit, like making sure weed's legal, and like people that shouldn't be in jail are out of jail, and like pedophiles get the death penalty, shit like that. Like, that's what I would do. No more jails, no more hospitals. 
No more private schools. I was about to say, I was waiting for the no schools. I think elementary school. No more transportation. <laughs> Only bikes. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen those, uh, you've seen those like jet car things that are flying around. They're like helicopter propellers on each corner and they're supposed to be like air taxis. I saw those on, out here. Yeah, I saw those the little drone things. Yeah, they're not drone things, brother. You could put four people in it and like get the same Pete in 15 minutes. Ski you. Fuck traffic, dog. I'm, I'm taking the air taxi, dog. Dude, when I was in ADC, it was $600 for, I think it was a seven-minute helicopter ride. Yeah. Per way. Mm -hmm. So I can't imagine how much a fucking Uber that, helicopter would be. That EDC, um, another episode I'm going to do later is one, like, friends that I had in random places. Remember that receipt that went viral from the last EDC for, like, 367K? That was your homie? My friend Steph was at that table, and she ran through, like, a bunch of the happenings of that day, and they took the chopper both ways, like, that and everything. And then I met Buddy at, uh... Where the fuck was I? Might have been Embered. It was Embered. It was after I played and I was slizzy. <laughs> but uh, Buddy's cool as fuck. Crypto bro, fucking loaded. Crypto God. That that receipt was his divorce party. He uh, just threw the fuck down with his homies, his new girlfriend, and like a couple friends, and just went to Vegas for EDC and just went after it. How much? It was three hundred thousand. Yeah, and then he also like tipped an extra like 60K or something like that. The total on the weekend was like 480, and that was under budget, according to him. $500,000 divorce party. Under budget. God damn. <laughs> <laughs> I told him whenever he wants to come to uh, any festival that Kyle's on, you're on, any of the homies are on, you just go ahead and shoot me a butt tap. Let and I'll me know. I'll dog. take care of it, dog. And I promise. I'll do it for under 300K. <laughs> just, just give me one Bitcoin. Yeah, fuck. I'll do a favor I mean, for one Bitcoin every time. They're hovering at like, what, 22 right now, 23? It just, good deal. it just spiked like two hours ago. Really? Yeah. What's it at? I don't know. I think it was like, it, I, hit, I think it hit 26. Uh-oh. But my, I just made a couple dollars off my Ethereum. Shout out to Ethereum. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Uh, I just I used to do a lot more crypto shit, but I just keep Litecoin, Ethereum, and Bitcoin now. Just hold those because they're kind of the safest ones. They're the ones that are implemented into like regular businesses that aren't going anywhere. Um, that and because like every experience I ever had trying to play the altcoin game, I lost all my money. I'm like I was just not never smart enough for it. Where I never paid attention because I was just like, yeah, I'm gonna dump all my money in this coin and then. I wake up the next day and I have three cents. Like, what? Yep. You know how much sense that stuff doesn't make to me and I've considered it complete luck? When I, when I moved back during COVID and I was working for uh, I-9, like doing the site managing for the flag football league and shit, there was this one dad that would just talk a lot. It was cool, but he just talked a lot. And we eventually got into talking about investments and stuff. And one week he was like, <laughs> hey man, I got one for you. It's called Dogecoin. And I was like, oh shit, dog. Like, let me look it up. I think I heard something about that on like Twitter or something, but I don't know. And he's like, nah, just put like 50, 100 bucks in it. Just like, don't even think about it. I was like, I don't know. I threw five bucks in it. And this was at 0 
and three weeks later that was up to like $150 from the five bucks and then like at its peak it hit like $700 off of the five dollars yep. and I'm just like what the fuck's going on? It's made up. <laughs> <laughs> it's so made up. Young Plasma's in the building. And I'm about to get him his own mic. <laughs> nice. I'm glad he's here because that's, uh, that's a good person to bring in for this next question. You were talking about uh, eventually you want to wear suits and be a businessman and a politician and all that. I didn't uh, say I wanted to. I said it's, it's inevitable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, where do you happen. where do you think the scene's going right now, or do you think it's in like a good place, or the scene's falling, or are you one of them niggas, or what do you think? Check check. I think the scene check, check. is always gonna be like think about the rave scene, how it started, you know. Underground as fuck. Underground, they already laid down the grassroots for everything, right? Right. Lights Newport. Oh, and we'll introduce Young Plasma real quick. Young Plasma's in the building. Welcome, welcome. What's up, gods? Uh, fun fact, my first time ever beta testing a podcast ever was sitting at the Wesley Trapple Cribbo. That time we did like a little oh, shit, draft yeah. board thing where we uh, we basically did a round of 32 DJs We're and so people in Tampa. <laughs> yeah. And we uh, did like a fight club tournament thing where we were like, this person would fight this person, this one would fight this person, and we would discuss each round until we got to like who the ultimate winner of like. I think we had. I think we had you fighting Italo or something. Like it it was like a fucking weird. It was very dumb. He would beat my ass. Uh, debatable. I would shoot him. Well, right now he would beat your ass. He's working out pretty heavy and like, yeah, nah. You said your uh your knees are hurting when you're trying to get get busy behind the deck. So I don't know if y'all should fight. My knees be hurting often. I just, often. I walked to the gas station this <laughs> I walked to the gas station this morning with no socks, just my slides, and now I have, I cut my pinky toe. That sounded like a Kodak line. Dude, you just walked across like three miles I walked miles across the street with no socks, just my slides. Oh, what the fuck was the question? I don't know. Uh, state of the scene. Oh, state of the scene. You can so answer this I think too. so. Since the groundworks was the ground, uh, the pavement <laughs> level <laughs> was already made, right? <laughs> I'm standing in my doorway smoking a Newport right now, so leave me alone. At least it's not inside, bud. Facts. Yeah, but anyways, I think that we don't really have to worry about the scene going away, but the state of music right now, I think, in my experience, it's like. It seemed, it's starting to seem too unobtainable for people. Or maybe like, there's not much allure to be a DJ anymore. Like, just getting into it. You, what do you mean? Like, people think they can do other shit or they just don't care to be a DJ? It doesn't seem like something they. Like the gold rush a couple years ago when everybody and their mom was trying to be a DJ? Yeah. It's not, yeah. I don't feel that anymore. Cause like right now, when I was like trying to book this tour, I was trying to look for like, lower tier support artists, even higher tier support artists, and just the pool to pick from. I thought was a lot bigger until I started actually trying to do it. I was like, damn, I really don't have that much to pick from because fucking nobody's making, nobody's doing it. No, there's no new people. And obviously there's new people every day that I just like, I don't have my ear to the floor that well, but like, it used to There have should be just heads all over the place. All over the place. I Talented heads that you're aware of that you shouldn't have to dig for. Exactly, yeah. A million and a half plasmas and young blunts, but like at that. Yeah, but like, does it fit the same vibe 
and like will it sell the tickets that's where the big questions start coming in yeah that's where the suit questions start coming in literally you the suit do whatever you want and expect it to sell nowadays so it's like you almost got to curate to the same vibe to to make ticket sales happen and mike could be a, mike could be a fan of seven different artists there's artists that he's a fan of that like i could never see on one of his tours but he'll blast them every day yeah and the allure is down on being a DJ because you essentially have to be on TikTok and everything else as well. So you have to be an influencer and a DJ. So if you're going to do all that, why even do the DJ side? I'm yeah, just going to do all the fucking influencer stuff, call it, and just straight. I can go hang out with Blunts and Blondes and Cascade and Kyle Kinch and Plasma and Too Kind and Grantley and Rain. And I'm trying to list off homies real quick. Young Laced without having to DJ. I don't need to. Young Plasma, how are you doing, dude? I'm doing fine. You think the state of the, the music scene is fine? No, nah, I mean, just what you mentioned with the... Um, like Plasma's the, got gray elites on. What's the... <laughs> Fresh. They're not elites. If they were elites, they'd have the lines in the back. <laughs> but anyway, the state of music... Gray I mean, crew, like, so banging. It, like you said about the social media, it's almost like um, strategic work beats hard work nowadays. And that's like that's like the pocket I'm kind of falling into where I just like to work so hard and it's just natural to work so hard. Right. But like then you have somebody that collectively can hit five different social media plans and get there quicker. Well, this is, a, this is important to talk about too because I don't think... I think the reason I got I got like large is because like how you say like the hard work or strategic work. Like I didn't have the strategic mind necessarily, but when the team came in, the team the team changed everything. Yeah, it's just it, I mean it all comes down to strategy at the end of the day. Back then, TikTok like when you had your blow up, like TikTok wasn't there. Yeah, wasn't even there. Wasn't even like wasn't even thought of as a big social media outlet, let alone the biggest now. Yeah. Sad. Kind of sad, but at the same time, it's like the people that work hard in the background, it's adjusting to how they can eat off of it. So you find projects that are moving too fast. You try to cater to them. You try to help them out because then in, in the long run, at the end of the day, projects are just going to come up every day like that naturally why not be a part of like a handful of different ones as opposed to just trying to push yourself and getting pissed off at yourself for not progressing forward when you can help seven other people progress forward yeah tequila sucks why well, isn't it like a seltzer yo whoever the ma whoever the hell made volley sharp grapefruit spike seltzers with 100% agave tequila with sparkling water and real juice I don't think it's that bad. <laughs> Bro, this tastes like... I grabbed weed. This tastes like the bar mat at drink. Did you ever actually drink a bar mat, or are you just... That's uh, called the Jersey Turnpike, and nah. Yeah, I was going to say, I poured a couple of those for some very drunk frat kids uh, back in the day at Bulls Club. Give me a turnpike. Dude, it's my 21st dog. I'm trying to get after it. <laughs> I've only came in here with fake IDs the whole time, but like, I'm 21 now. Let me hit a bar mat shot. Basically, R.I.P. fucking Bulls Club, dude. I've never done a bar match shot. I've done a four horsemen. I feel like it's the same thing. 
It's not bar, the same thing. You shouldn't do a bar mat. The shots are like the collection of whatever the fuck didn't make it in the cup. Yeah, I understand what the concept is. Oh, that's not... Where's my fucking... I'm holding this mic like a C-list rapper. I like it, though. It's kind of gangster. It fits you. So you're talking about how, like, you're... You pump work. You will literally make, what, three songs, four songs in a sitting? Like, it's no problem? Not, not so much anymore, just because I've, like, learned a lot of skills that kind of adjust to like what I want to do musically. It's almost like your mindset comes down to I know everything I need to know, but venturing off and trying to like make it you it's just been a little hard and it takes a little bit more time. But if it's for someone else's project, like mixing mastering and shit like that, like that shit's done an hour or two. So why not just like record yourself doing that and there's your TikTok? I'm shy. <laughs> I feel that, bro. And it's a whole other aspect that, like, if you don't want to do it, you quote unquote don't have to. But, like, I'm also no, scared. You kind of have to now. You I'm also to. scared at that point because you say, like, it, like, bro, you could say, you could say the grass is green and someone's going to debate it. But we accept that fact, right? Yeah. Not a lot of people. I mean, I, I, I agree. But I also know, like, you're never going to be able to please everyone. So, like, my options are, so don't release anything ever because yeah. someone's going to be mad about it or uh, just do it anyway. Because for every one person that's mad about it, as long as at least two people are cool with it, I'm up. Like, Agreed. Yeah. So for the most part, let's say on the podcast, obviously no one said to my face yet that like they don't like it. But positive interactions, I've had at least 40. So I'm like 40 to none. Not logical. Probably got at least three haters out there saying, this nigga should fix his audio levels. He didn't even have an outro for the first seven episodes. Yeah. He didn't fucking... It's out there. I don't give a fuck, bro. Like, yeah. if that's all we dwelled on, bro, we'd never move anywhere. And like, Mike was talking about it earlier. When you just get caught in those holes of self-doubt and you're just like telling yourself like, bro, you're ass, bro. You're not even good. Like, look at all the niggas. Like, it's even, it's harder and cooler for all of us because all of us literally have homies on every level of all of it. Yeah. In every style That's of music. That's a great point to make out. That's like, a great point to make out. on any weekend, we see one of our homies in a rap studio or we see somebody in LA fucking playing a festival or we see somebody else like overseas playing their first international gig and it's just like, bro. That was, that was just recently else. though. That just happened like, we, we weren't like that. Like, we were, we had jobs. Yeah. We were broke. Yeah. That's the whole fucking, that, that's the biggest part for me is the balance, bro. The balance is between wanting to work as hard as possible and still pay some bills. Yeah. Yeah. That's some shit. And it's harder to pay the bills as an artist, like, solely now, because it's how expensive fucking travel is. And, like, bro, you have to make, if you're going across, let's just say from Florida to Cali, and, like, there and back, like the flights aren't two fifty no more. Uh -huh. Beginning COVID, I was catching flights <laughs> to Philly round trip for twenty eight dollars. Yeah, real quick on the sly little spirit like, joint. Okay, that's that's I'd spend more than that on gas just driving around fucking doing my to Mike's here. house. Dude, honestly, yeah. Right so, now. Right now, uh, the way the gas works here, it takes me about ten dollars to get here, ten dollars to get back, and not only that, I gotta like go to work the next day. I'm like, dude, that's like. $30 in gas. Fucking. There's a lot making it hard to like. That could go into plugins that I torrent. 
I could actually buy them so they don't fucking crash on me, dog. Exactly. Fuck. You know how many times I've. That just I've, means you're I've getting the wrong crack, buddy. You know how many times I've wanted to waves and they've been like, license not there? And I'm like, I know it's not there, bro. Can we just sample Mike saying, that's the wrong crack, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> I never smoked crack on purpose. Nah, uh, I'm not going to say whose name it was, but everybody knows that one time that one person smoked crack in Miami. Ah, <laughs> uh, oh, fuck, I can't say it, but they didn't actually smoke crack. They just smoked uh, weed out of a bowl that crack was recently smoked in. <laughs> All right, so let's call a nummy. Secondhand crack smoke. Call a nummy on top of the bowl. It's like keef. It, is it? <laughs> I've never smoked crack, so if it's comparable to Keef, like that sharp pain in your chest, yeah, crack's like Keef, bro. Just try it out. Try it. You'll love it. I don't even know where to buy it. I can show you where to buy it. I bet you could, dude. You can just go out my backyard. Honestly, yeah. Like you can do that. Hit the Peruvian place and come right back. Be be a five ten minute ordeal. Damn. Do they have any vegan stuff at the Peruvian place? I forgot. Bro. <laughs> Talk about a white guy with some culture. Yo, chat. You feel me? Chat. So, Brandon used to be a manly man. I can't. I just can't. I've been waiting to say this for shizzle. First time I met Sut, he was sweating dick. He used to be the man. Had, had his Beats mixers across his eyes. Where was I? I don't fucking know. I think Beach Bar. Oh, shout out to Beach. This yeah, smells like a heavy beach run. Yeah. That's a whole podcast in itself. Yeah. Beach was fun. Oh, bruh. Mike, Mike could barely even fucking go at mm. that time. He was like mid in his, or he was just like just jumping into his residency, so it was like a. Yeah. You know, you I was can't like, why isn't Mike here? Yeah. Mike showed up for like the nightmare show once. That show was popping. You guys used to have that smokehouse table all the time. Yeah, I gotta sell that. Merch. I was, uh, I was like. <laughs> I'm still, I'm still really broke, but I was really broke then. So I was like, I was, I was eyeing my licks at the smokehouse table. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, damn, that was great. Did they make that on a? Yeah, the only person we had at the table was fucking Carolina and Geraldine. So you could have robbed the fuck out of us, and nothing would have happened. Honestly, yeah, just hit right into the bathroom, <laughs> throw on the hat backwards. Just put it on. Just, oh yeah, look at the white kids at our smokehouse merch, dude. I, I remember I was such. She's a... gonna listen to this and be pissed off. <laughs> I was... Nah, she said it to me the other day. She's like, "Yeah, my first uh, job in the scene was selling merch for the smokehouse niggas." She didn't know I was doing a podcast. I'm like, "Yeah, listen to them." Like, I didn't name you, but like we were talking stories and like you were involved in them, and uh, she bumped it. I'll have her on for an episode, bro, because like Damn, she's like kind of making moves. I blow shit out the water. So tell me all the drama, Carolina. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Dude, she would have that would she could she would have she could write a TV show about that shit. What drama? The smokehouse drama? No, like the whole like she was when she as soon as she got into the scene, like like the like the working festivals, working shows and stuff, she was like thrown in, she was just like she was in the middle. She was like she was working with all the people. That are like are very dramatic people. I don't want to say too many things, but like, yeah. The thing, like, shit she the, told me. Oh my god! Shit she told me, shit that happens behind the scene, like shit, just like random shit, just like people being hired, people being fired. It's just like that shit was crazy to hear. So then, do have her on for an episode. If she's gonna talk about that, yeah, that'd be interesting. All right, so then we could just either censor out all the names or like. 
have her speak in uh, like one of those like, <laughs> stars to draw time. I think that's like, um, like with Mike's shit, with Mike's shit, it was so easy for him to like, to like not ingest that there's like a suit side of this shit because the suits were just handling it. Yeah, off rip. It's like, bro, I, I like. I, I got representation, bro. Yeah. I'm just like, I'm like, want, but like the basis of knowledge of it, like I was just a kid that like made some music. As time went on, I started to, you know, you get kicked out of green rooms, you fucking, start <laughs> fucking with, you start fucking with different people, you're trying to progress your brand, next thing you know, it's like five, six years later, and you're like, holy shit, like, none of this is about music. None of it, but the music that you have put out that was like, damn, this is quality, hits, and other people take it and run with it. I, I disagree, because like, there's a lot of extra shit that happens in the scene that like, is literally just made up like 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 a, like a hierarchy like a social hierarchy like the getting in with the good the cool crowd and the way people act and carry themselves. the way people carry themselves the way like you feel like me thinking that me being friends and me being in this group of people would get me here it's la it's a very la thing for sure but what i disagree with like i agree with like how plasma said like that is like a lot of that part isn't about the music but what I disagree with is like it always boils down to the music. At the at, end of the day. At the end of the day, like if you ain't making hot shit, you ain't getting nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. So you, the, all this extra shit can be added on, but yeah, it just like I disagree with the not about the music thing. All the extra shit is extra shit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It can help you. It can hurt you if you don't do it, which is what we're seeing now. But like, it's like an obstacle course. Yeah, but is it fun? Yeah. Uh, uh, I, I I'm not gonna lie. The only fun I really have nowadays in this industry is like coming over and hanging out with Mike as a friend, and us bouncing I like ideas or talking about shit. Dude, when it comes to like going out and doing all that shit, like you almost feel like you have to pound beers just to have that same chemistry with someone in a green room. So what about at festivals? Because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say backstage at festivals are way chiller. Even though all yeah. those politics still apply and you have to carry yourself properly, people don't act like that. And people are in a good vibe and they're chilling and you can get more conversations out one-on-one -on -one if you time them properly. Correct. So are you saying you don't have fun at those too? No, nah, like festivals, it's, um, it's kind of cool because everybody is flying from different places as opposed to just like a local night at your venue local shit isn't real bro i think it comes down to like the festival thing i've thought about this before and and that blunt after i hit it <laughs> um <laughs> shit uh yeah i got you it's like it's lit so you thought about this before <laughs> With the festivals, he's leaving us hanging. It comes down to this. It's outside. You okay. can't be a dick outside. Like, if everybody's drinking outside, it's a party. And we're day drinking. Yeah, like, what? <coughs> like, yeah. We're chilling. We got golf carts. Dude, like, <laughs> they got massages but over there. If you put all these same people in a green room, in a, in a fucking regular club green room, we're clustered, you know, the girls are caring what they look like. The guys are trying to like make sure they ain't scuffing their shoes. You're at a festival, bro. Everybody's wearing their worst shoes. Yep. Everybody's partying. I'm sweating. Yeah, we're all hot. You got a water? 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah like, Boom. It's, it's toss a, me those. It's yeah, such a better me too. vibe. So that's like when I do play festivals, I like going early as fuck and just chilling. That's a very good point because at clubs, like it's kind of a thing, even if you just want a bottle of water, like you almost have to like pull out of the rider and like, I don't like doing that. I'm not that dude. Festival, backstage, there's a, a thing right there, water. There's a whole cooler right there. And we got a thing right here. Just make sure you throw it out. Like it's whatever. Yeah. It's like, also, we have too much tequila. So drink it with us. It happens every pass time. the bottle, pass whatever. Yeah, it's yeah. just in, insanely better vibes. And I think part of it with focusing on the artist side, which I hung that up a while back, so I can't speak as much with the production and all that extra shit, but I know what it takes and I know what niggas go through. When you have that lull of time when there isn't a bunch of festivals and there isn't as many shows, you just feel like, what's the point of any of this? It almost feels like off-season when you don't have any games. Yeah. It's like, why am I watching film? Why am I going to practice? Why am I even caring about this right now? And then as soon as the fucking fall hits and it's game day and we're fucking three days into the fucking third festival, I've been to after parties every night and your song specifically has been played at every single place you've been at and every stage you walk to, like, then it's like, all right, nigga, that's why I do it. That's why I spend the whole off season. And like, yeah, correct. I can't like just say that it's all like negatives. It's a really good, it's a really good feeling like, what is the feeling when, like, to, for people that don't know, Pling Plong fucking hit? Bro, it's like an hour into an Addy. Yeah. That's it. Naturally. And there was, what, a two-year run where that was, like, just every festival base stage that you walked to? Yeah, but, like... Still's played. Still played now. Yeah. Still, yeah. Mike, Mike FaceTime me while Dion Timmer was playing it the other day, and I was like, how, like, I'm so tired of it because <laughs> I might have made it in two hours, but, like... <laughs> you get so tired of it. He didn't make it two hours. Two hours. Yeah. I loaded up Vulcan stems, right? He didn't make it And two I hours. said, I'm not going to argue with that because <laughs> me and Two Kind made something else in two hours and like people still bumped that and it had no promotion. Two hours. Vulcan sent me the stems three weeks before that, right? Three weeks before that. Was that was Vulcan. I went to go. I, yeah, shout out Vulcan. Killing it. When it comes down to. <laughs> fucking John Mike. <laughs> He walks up to Mike one day and goes, Yo, Mike, what's my name? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Like, first name. And Mike was like, Fuck. Yeah, I don't fucking know. I know. But, like, he's been around for a minute. Either way. You made, was you made it. Was funny, it was funny how Mike told it when he got back. He goes, Yo, Vulcan dropped my shit. <laughs> but anyway. I don't know uh, what to say. What the fuck? I was about to say, can I smoke with y'all? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's funny. I don't want this to be a segregated format. I was about to say, like, hey, if y'all want me to sit over there, I can. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to plug my shit. Oh, I want to play with y'all. Just so you know, there's two bathrooms in this house. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was, I was using the one on You're the left. Use one of them. I was there's using the one on the left. There's actually one bathroom in this house now because I turned off the water to that bathroom because it's a runny toilet, so I was my, my water bill is getting kind of Tripling high. up. Yeah. Yeah. But back to that, it's like, um, it's one of those things that, like, he sent me those stems, and then I worked on the song, and then I just wasn't feeling it, so I dropped it for three weeks, and then I opened it at seven in the morning one day when I woke up early, made it in two hours, sent him over the demo, he worked on the middle portion of it, and then I wrapped up the master, but, like, in that one-day period, that was done. Did I think anybody would play it? No, because I headed over to Mike, who's honestly the best person to listen to my shit because he'll tell me right away yeah that sucks yeah no nah. yeah, 
But that was one of those ones that Mike really wasn't feeling. But, like, I would send it in at Discord places, and, like, other people would feel it. So I'm like, all right, maybe. You're confused. I'm a little confused, yeah. <laughs> and then I just maybe you to like see dudes. videos fucking flopping everywhere, and I think that's cool. But it's, like, <laughs> my mind set up to be like, yo, where's the next one? And the next one. And that's where I leave myself short a lot. All the clips you send bang, though. And all the edits that you make, obviously yeah, bang, too. Yeah, but labels suck, man. So stop fighting with them. Labels don't suck. They, they can like, suck. Deadbeats is a good label. They can suck. Deadbeats, <laughs> Deadbeats is an awesome label. Realm is also a great label. But if we're talking Deadbeats, about great labels. Shoutouts to Realm Records. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> but if Deadbeats said, yo, we want to sign your record for, like, someone on the come up, like, that's next March. Yeah. I have so much more. It's a business, man. It's a business at the end of the day. Yeah. So it's like, do you want to, like, save those till when they're going to go out of style? Or do you want to drop them right away? Or you can just make timeless music. That is true. Yeah, just be Michael Jackson. I feel like one out of every 45 of mine are timeless. It's not true. It's like all timeless is is like a good song, not in not in style. I was about to say, you probably got better numbers than that. I'd probably like, say one in 20. If you drop, if not better than that. All you have to do is like make, make a song. And like when it's popular and you put it out, it gets swallowed. Because like, yeah, it might get a lot of plays, but it sounds like everything out right now. Yeah. You w you wait a little bit and put it out when the fad goes away and it's still good. They're like, oh shit, this is so different. It's not that different. That is true. Yeah, like how like, trap like. People put out trap now. They're like, oh, this is crazy. But it's like trap there was back five day. years of this shit. Yeah, I know. It's like we've had a backlog of just dude cipher beats. When we did those beats a day, if you're a producer, I might jump into that. And you need to like get it together really quick, and you want to work fast, and you want to train your brain to work fast. Taylor Crescenzo, Taylor Lace, put on this thing called the B Cipher. Shout out to Lace Lace. Lace killed it with that because I did I just wanted to be involved because we were all friends. But then like after thirty one beats in thirty one days and having all that to work with, dude, Mike made one of the best remixes he's ever made in like an hour and a half and still plays it out. Yeah. Bad. Still plays it out to this day. Alright. And and past that worked on other projects that have eventually turned into like heaters on his album or something like that or for me stuff like murder who which was put out on hybrid trap banger excision started playing that i played that fucking excision plays your shit a lot yeah but excision plays a lot of people's stuff so it's like it's like what is that <laughs> so that's that's like saying damn bro that that girl that you fucked is really hot <laughs> yeah but she fucked a lot of guys <laughs> that sucks too dude <laughs> So you just don't want to be happy, which is what yeah, you want. Yeah, very much. Very much. I live for my own sadness. I'm trying to the stars. Oh, no. I'm to do Rick at least, at least we I'm can trying to do Rick Ross albums. Yeah, we 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 figured it out. Yeah. All right, but that was some good advice for like producers, like jumping a beat a day cipher stuff like that. Dude, that do you have beat any a day cipher. It it just like it teaches you to work on your feet. A lot of those beats that I was making were two hours before I had to be at work. To serve tables for 12 hours. Bang it. But it's the discipline of having it in and going accordingly to the sample that's chosen every day. Every day, a different sample is chosen. Like, everybody's given a different day to submit a sample. Someone put the Prita snare in there. Someone put drums only. We had to make a track with only drums. It, like, tunes in on your fundamentals while making music that, 
like at a speed that you're not used to typically. So it forces you. It almost like yeah, it almost like force pressures you into like yo, get it together, and make it sound good quick. Like a fucking hyperbolic time chamber for fucking production. And the beat could have sucked, but four years later, what sucked? You could have been ahead of the game because you were fucking around with some samples one day. What do you? What do you? I got? feel like we're at like. I feel like Mike's about to go on stand up and he's doing our he's doing his bit for us. He's warming, he's warming up. <laughs> nah, I'm actually leaning on the stripper pole right now. <laughs> but you do have like the stand up vibe. Like you're gonna take a sip out of oh, the really? cup again. Yeah. Like maybe maybe we're on to something, boys. I'm I'm with it. Maybe I could just shit on myself on stage and make money. I was about to say we're about an hour and twenty. We'll get ready to wrap her up. Do you have any positive words for uh anyone DJ wise, Mike, or like just life-wise because like you don't come from money you didn't come from fucking uh, a golden spoon none of that shit like you're a grinder you had to get get out the mud like just just a little little tidbit for them yeah this is gonna get somewhat sappy but whatever i'll just wrap it up real quick one thing that i learned is like what i do appreciate the most out of this whole experience is that i'm able to come back to my house like this and have my boys there day one and we still talk the same we're still brothers we still it's it's just more love and being able to share all hard work with your homies is w worth it it's just like it's way better than any show i've ever played it's way better than any girl i've ever fucked it's way better than fucking anything bro yeah it's just like facts it's so dope so like the, the when you're in the beginning of your journey you're um, going to be slapped with a lot of decisions that will fuck your homies over. Just never do that. And just then don't do them. Just don't. Just, just keep your day ones. And obviously, if you have good homies, like you guys, like you guys let me go. Like you guys let me go take over that shit. And like it was cool. But all you guys have showed me was support. And that was just, it, that kept me going. And also like, now I just feel so proud of like everything that we've all done together. Facts. It's just the best thing. Just keep your homies around. Keep your homies around. Yeah. And pull out. For sure. And shout outs True Leaf. Shout outs True Leaf, please. Shout outs True Leaf. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely need that deal re-signed. If you want to plug socials, uh, what, what, what are yours? At Plasma.tv on Instagram. Yeah. And then this is going to come out next, well, this upcoming Tuesday. Do you got any shows coming up you want to plug real quick or release? I'm playing a night after Peekaboo at TK Lounge. Dope. And then I'm playing a festival next month, but Mike's probably got an agenda. We're going on tour. Next month, nigga, you're here. Mike's what? What's your festival next month? Uh, Playing Interstellar in Northern Kentucky. Fat. Kentucky Speedway. Okay. Yeah, I'm actually playing a Renegade. They moved me to a Renegade, and I was like, eh. But, like, I talked to everybody, and they were like, bro, it's you, Chompa, immersive. Like, you guys are going to heavy. Have fun. Yeah, that's cool and all, but I'm going on tour. He's going right. on tour. So where are you, so where are you going on I'm tour? I'm going around the world. And if you want to around can't the, go the, around the world, though. I can go around the world. He's off them papers. <laughs> he can go out to state now. Wait, you off? No, I get off. I, we, my lawyer said it's all cool, so we just have to get the lawyer to, or the judge to sign <laughs> <laughs> Basically off the papers. Basically now. off the papers. Nice. We're going to Canada. But um, I'm going on a right. American tour, not worldwide, because that's just expensive. And yep. if you want to Google me, all you gotta do is type in blunts and I'll pop up. Um, I don't know about that. That's true. Do okay. it. Try it. Right, I'll do it later. Yeah. Um, but anyway, shout out to Sut. 
and shout out to Tukan. <laughs> <laughs> He's not here right now, but shout out Jared. Tukan. I love Jared. I'm going to have him on for an MCU one. I just had Kyle on for the other MCU. Jared's going to be a two-hour episode. That's what I was saying. I was like, bro, I don't know. I'm not taking Adderall with you and, like, <laughs> fucking going crackhead. We should do anything. rabbit hole episodes. Let me just go do that. We should I, just like, do more of these. a rabbit hole of just, like, dumb conspiracies or dumb shit. Because me and Jared, we just sit on Adderall and just watch YouTube for hours and talk about I'm shit down. that's not going to happen. We I'm can not down. No, I'm going to be dead ass. Like, we, we laugh hysterically at some of the shit we say. So, like, you should so just two come things over I'm and chill. Doing. I'll do you one better. When I'm, mo- I'm moving on Saturday, and like the second bedroom is basically gonna be like a guest room, but also like where I'm gonna produce podcasts and shit for like video and all that. Dog, I'll have five monitors set up in there. So like football Sundays, we could, could just watch the game. up live stream. Yeah, we could run group pods. We could fucking spin in there. I'll have my like board set up. Like, yeah, we'll record whatever. And we can do rabbit hole episodes with fucking Jew kind. I was gonna do, uh, AFC East podcast where like I grabbed a person from each grab division. Jets fans with tattoos on their legs. Yeah, I get it. So, uh, you know, like my boy Rob's like the other Jets fan I know, and he's a <laughs> remote. And I'm like, I'd rather have everybody here. I'm also a Mets fan. Yeah, well, <laughs> fuck baseball. But um, yeah, follow Bunsen Blondes Plasma TV. Uh, I guess you can follow Two Kind. I guess we're just shouting him out like he had anything to do with today. Jared had everything. Jared, to do with Jared is honestly the backbone <laughs> of this group. Loki. Yeah, fucking Jerry. But uh, yeah, peace. Long live Chief.